0: than all hope listeners you're listening to radio grognard the osr podcast about stuff with your host glenn hallstrom hi folks old man grognard here happy sunday hope you're all doing well i'm doing well yucky day out there but what the hey oh i gotta deal some role-playing stuff today and i hope you're all doing well as i said Hopefully, we'll be playing some Vigilante City soon, and so I'm really, I, I'm really hepped up on this system now. I mean, yes, I'm hepped up on a lot of systems like Savage Rules and stuff, but right now, Eric Bloat and Bloat Games, he, him and his team, really turn out some fine stuff that's very, very old school in style, and I can't recommend it highly. I can't recommend, I can't recommend it highly enough. At this. At this, at the time of this recording, he's doing a Kickstarter for his. It's this Survive This series. I have survived this Survive This, Vigilating City. There survives this this zombies. there's survived this uh, deities and demigorgons. I think it's called. It's kind of a Stranger Things type type thing and Vigilating City. But right now he's doing a Kickstarter for uh, Survive This Fantasy, which I am excited to see and excited to hear about. Because I always want to, I want to see what it does for fantasy. I keep telling them you should do spaghetti westerns. That'd be fun. Survive this spaghetti westerns. Anyway, that's me. But, you know, I want to talk about the feel of a world today. And there's a certain word I'm thinking of that has to do with it. And we'll talk about that after this. Okay. I'm all about immersion. All these little things I do is all about immersion. The sounds, the descriptions, the things like that as a game master. And the one word that comes to mind is versimilitude. Versimilitude's definition is to be true or faithful to its own rules. And I'm not just talking about the game rules because that you know that applies there too but what i mean about verisimilitude here is the fact that you establish the way things are in a game and you continue to honor that you continue to play by the you play by the game's the the settings rules basically and if you can keep that consistent that's the best thing and also it it means to me immersing the players or the participants, audience, whatever, in the world by doing certain things like having characters react a certain way, uh sights, sounds, smells, tastes, those kind of things. And a lot of its description, but that's why I have you know audio and so in some of my games. That's why people play music sometimes in games, among other things. And so it, it all helps to Just get the players, get, just embed the characters in the world, get the players to buy into this world, get them to feel like they're actually somewhere. One way to do that is dialogue. Now, dialogue and interactions. What I'm talking about here are small interactions. Like, okay, this, this leans again, this, this leans on my other hobby right now, movies. I was watching. I was watching Sweet Smell of Success the other day, one of my favorite movies, and it occurred to me how much the director and the writer, or rather the director, immerses the characters into the world. It's 1950s New York City, and just by little things, like, I'm not going to talk about moving the camera, so that's the whole other thing, because you can't really do that in a role-playing game, but... They do stuff like giving the characters little bits of dialogue and things like that. They keep like uh, Sydney, one of the main characters, walks into a walks into a bar and immediately he knows people in there and says, Hey, hi, how you doing? Another guy comes, Hey, Sydney, how you doing? You know, just, you know, that kind of thing. I can do that as a game master. I don't think to do that as a game master, but I should. Because I can do something stuff like, okay, let's take the basic cliche start of a role-playing game. You're at a bar. Well, why should you be in a bar? Why can't you be going into a bar? Why can't you walk in and you say something like you open the door and just this cacophony and noise comes out and people talking and you can hear a steady murmur of people talking over there and you see a a kid roasting a, a... roasting a pig on a spit in the fireplace the bartenders you know cleaning out a glass and he's talking to this other guy all of a sudden you you walk in and uh, say so your character's name is mac and you know the mac the fighter he walks in and some some big burly guy of the course Hey back how you doing hey how you doing hey phil how are you or something like that. And the bartender, you know, the, the bar, the, the, one of the, one of the serving wenches come up. Would you like a seat? We got a seat over here. Um, can I get you something to drink? And you don't, even when you guys, and when you guys sit down, you can interact with the, like I said, the serving wench or the bartender. Maybe the bartender comes over. He says, Oh, a little short tonight. Hey, you guys want anything? What can I get you? Uh, and, and things like that. And some other guy comes over. Hey, 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 Mac! I got something for you here. I got a, a sure thing. Listen to this. Listen to this. I got a map, and it's like, no, no, no. no. I'll, I'll talk to you later. It says, "Oh, um, yeah, uh, Pete. Yeah, I got your, I got the, I got the thing you gave me. Thanks." And the, just those little interactions like that, makes it feel like you're you're in the place. You're in the place. Now. A lot of people, I don't think everybody, has been to a Disney attraction. Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland, Euro Disney, you name it. When you go there, you are immersed in whatever land you're in at the time. You are surrounded, because that's the way Walt planned it. I mean, t- let's go all the way back to Disneyland. There's a reason there's a big berm around it. There's a reason like you can't see other buildings outside of it because he immerses you in that environment. And it's just that feeling that's atmosphere. And it's like whatever, say you're adventure land, you're in like a, a African market or you've got the jungle cruise over here and you're on that and it's... That's what verisimilitude is all about. It's it's atmosphere, it's immersing yourself. Any good place does that. And any good a lot of good films do that. I was like Sweet Smell Success. I was thinking more like, well, you know, Robert Altman does a lot of a lot of that. Or or somebody like Howard Hawks. Robert Altman, watch MASH. You really feel like you're at the four oh seven seven MASH unit. Or uh let's see. Uh, let's, uh, well, okay, how about the thing from another world? These guys talking over each other all the time and people saying this, that, and all this other, you know, sounds. And you can describe like the sounds. And if you have a soundboard or something playing in the background, instead of having music you can have, you can get sound effects of like a bar or something like that. I've got on my, on my, I have a soundboard on my tablet and I have one whole page for Pirate. For pirate games it's just one whole page of like a tavern or on this you know i've even got like sounds of of boats you know where you hear the creaking of the boat and the water lapping that kind of thing that helps with versimilitude like i said anything you can get to sink your care the characters into that game and get the players to buy in so that's something to look at, and don't forget to do that with your role playing when you're when you're running the game i mean you you don't have to do it constantly, but if you chose certain places like at the bar, maybe on the road, or maybe in somebody's somebody's home or a palace or something, choose your places to do that, and it really brings the game the game alive. It really does sounds and you know just just your role playing if you can't do like the sounds and stuff. And that's the reason why you have props, too, because that helps. It's verisimilitude. That's the name of the game right there. Get them involved and sunk and bought into that world. So, i got to go start my day. So, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard@gmail.com, gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail at Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thanks again to Jonathan Dorje Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soros, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and John Allen Large. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Don't forget Dan Gregg's podcast, the Young Y-U-N-G Grognard podcast, Young Grognard, Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albear podcast, and Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I will talk to you later. Bye bye Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.